And we're back. Michael Cernovich at Cernovich.com. Jay Campbell, TOTRevolution.com. Now, a lot of people don't know this, but at one time we had the most read by far blogs on TRT. And it, this was like five years ago. Now people kind of talk about it openly. But one of the, the great lies before we were telling the truth about it is how many people were on and just like lying about it, which was, uh, I guess, annoying in a way because it's always annoying when people like say, well, that guy so-and-so said that he just cut his carbs. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, but he's on trend and he didn't just cut his carbs. He's on T4 and they're, right. just go away. And it would almost be like people would want to argue with you, like my favorite guy's natty. And it became very childish. So that was one reason that, that I moved away from it. But, you know, you have continued on and had, you know, incredible success about that. So, and, and you have some great questions. So a lot of people who have these kind of questions about TRT are in the right place. So I'll let you sort of take the lead on these questions that we got in and let people know. And by the way, I hope they – um. No, two things before we go. One is that all those old videos we did on TRT, they're at rockfin.com, R-O-K-F-I-N.com forward slash Cernovich. That's the only place to get them now. And then, of course, you have all of your books and everything else. So, by the way, just as an FYI, Mike is not bullshitting you guys. That stuff that we did five, six years ago is next level, and it still applies to today because, as Mike said, we probably were the first guys to truly come out and say, no, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing this, this guy's doing this. Because Mike and I are, don't give a shit, okay? Let's be honest. Sure, now there's more people out there now that are transparent and telling it like it is. I can think of Boston Lloyd, right, and all these guys. <laughs> so here's the question. So we're going to go rapid fire try to help a lot of people today because that's always the goal of the podcast that me and Mike do is to help you guys. So hi, Mike. I've been following you back since around 2013, so obviously he knows me. I bought all your books, et cetera. I've benefited greatly from all of your advice for younger men. I have one question about testosterone optimization. I'm 32. My testosterone levels are naturally average. I'm 600 at the time right now. Um, I, I have good attention to sleep, diet, and exercise, and I'm considering to start testosterone optimization, though I definitely want to have kids in the future. May I ask how you fathered your two beautiful daughters after being on TRT? Did you come off TRT? And if you, if you so did, your T levels come back to prior levels naturally or used like HCG to stay fertile. I would love your feedback. So you want to go with yours or mine? Okay, yeah. So I'll tell my personal story yep. and then you can you can Absolutely. riff off of that. Yep. So one is I didn't go on TRT until I was at like 525. Yep. 600 is not optimized, but 600, yeah, it's, it's not optimized, but 600 you're not having a lot of the problems that other people have. Um, did I go off? Yeah, I remember throw, throw, I was in Vietnam. I threw all my precious cargo away. And no, you donated it to charity. I was like heartbroken. I actually I'll always remember this moment. It was like such a, such a sad moment. And then I, I just went off everything cold turkey. And yeah, I went off everything cold turkey, which I'm not telling people what to do. I'm just telling you what I did. I went off everything cold turkey. And slowly but surely, you know, my levels recuperated. But for me, it's weird. Even when I had no testosterone, literally zero, my levels were zero. I still had no problems with sexuality right. or aggression or assertion. So I'm in, I'm in this weird world where I, don't get me wrong, when I go back on TRT, I want to be a very happy man. I've been off TRT 
for, I don't know, three years, four years. I just, I, I, I can't eat. The only way I can lose weight is I have to eat 1800 calories and mm-hmm. then I just can't work. So for me, what it does for carb metabolism and all the, the metabolic advantages are especially acute. But yeah, I did it probably the exactly the, the wrong way for people, but it worked out well for me and I had no problems. Uh, oh, before you go, yeah, another ironic thing was that everybody I know in my social circle has had fertility issues. Yep. I had none. Yep. Zero. I went off and got some got my levels back restored. We, the first one we had within uh, two months and the second one we had within two months. So you were also, um, you were also obviously living abroad, remember for a year. So you were not being blasted by the contaminants in the United States, which you and I know is everywhere, right? Like now that you're back in SoCal, my God, right. Go outside, look at the freaking chemtrails, look at the air. I mean, there's so much going on here, but you're right. Um, you know, you were also, though, previous to that optimized, right? You had been on testosterone, so, you know, there's a lot of those uh, issues in there. But just real quick to comment on mine, um, I've been very outspoken. Obviously, you can read about this in the books. Um, there's, I used a very, 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 uh, at the time, I used it very next level, but now openly in my books, a lot of people use it, uh, fertility restoration protocol while on testosterone, right? A lot of people think, again, from the medical community or the clinical community that, oh my God, if you use testosterone, you're going to become infertile. It's completely not true. I mean, look at Mike. I mean, Mike went cold turkey and his levels still came back and he fathered two children. Sure. Yeah, yes. And, and that's another point, which, was, which is why I got tired of talking about certain things. There's so much hysteria. They're like, I, just, I don't have time to be like, no, it's all a lie. Let me hold your hand. <laughs> da, da, da. It's like, I just, I don't have the, the energy effort. My energy can be used in so many other ways. And yeah, it's literally hysteria. People are terrified of, oh my God, I read that if you do TRT, you're going to have a heart attack and get prostate cancer being froze forever. It's like, fine, go just, you know, peace. So, yeah. peace out, bro. Good luck. Take that you know away from me. It's amazing, dude. I mean, and again, you know, not because I work with so many of the best doctors now and never disparage the clinical community because without them, we couldn't get testosterone legally. But as Mike knows, do not trust unless you're working with somebody that him and I recommend. They do not know what they're talking about. And you will definitely be led down a bad pathway. But as, as, as I was saying, I used HCG, which the uh, gentleman who asked this question, Benedict, asked. And I also used HMG human chorionic gonotropin and human menopausal gonotropin. They're literally fertility medications that women use when they're trying to get fertile. They're actually women's urine. They're actually derived from women's urine. Um, They're very, very good, very powerful, very potent fertility medications that a man can use while on concomitantly testosterone. So do not believe if you're a 40-year-old guy and you've been on TRT for 5, 10 years that you can't get a girl pregnant. You can. You have to start those fertility medications um, and, you know, give yourself three to six months and you'll be fertile, myrtle, no problem, no issue whatsoever. Um, I'm going to hit the next question. Um, Mike and Jay, I'm wondering if you guys could weigh in a bit on the effects that food coloring can have on our hormones. I've read that red number 40 is in a lot of the pre-workouts I buy, and I'm wondering if those have some positive or negative or neutral effect on my hormones. Um, I'm also interested in your thoughts on using plastic in the microwave. Is this really as bad as they say for phytoestrogen in the plastics getting into your food. Do you want to take that first or me? Um, I, I guess same as last time. Me, I is majoring in the minors. I, do I, I never microwave plastic. Never, never. Right. You right. will never see me ever, 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 ever 
um, receipts, phytoestrogens. I don't touch receipts. Yep. I say, no, thank you, ma'am. No, thank you, sir. I don't, I don't need the receipt. Yep. Um, th- that said, I, I, w- if you're asking questions like that, I hope you're pretty dialed in. Right. Exactly. The focus of your life. Exactly. It's very simply, just to add what he said, this book by Dr. Anthony J, which I've done a webinar with him. You know, I sell it from my website. I think it's uh, tot.revolution.com forward slash DNA webinar. This guy is the smartest guy on the planet. He wrote this book, Estro Generation. Everyone should read this. He tells you about how bad it is. I mean, Mike just hit the nail on the head. You got to be proactive with that stuff. All those things can affect your hormones. We are being blasted. Look, people say, well, Jay, you're constantly drinking out of plastic water bottles, but I'm fully fucking optimized, right? I'm on testosterone. I do all the other things. Should I probably not? Should this be a steel, you know, non-polyvet, what is it, polybarons or whatever? Yes, but I'm lazy sometimes. I have do everything else right and I drink water out of plastic, but it's not good for me. I admit it. Mike's right about the microwave stuff. All those things do contribute to um, the desecration of your endocrine system. So don't do them if you can. And obviously, right, but, but, but that said, if you're some skinny kid trying to gain weight, <laughs> right. but you can't microwave your food because you can't carry the glass with you, microwave your food, bro. Right. Yeah, it's okay. It, it'll, it'll, it'll be okay. Like if, if I had a, a job where I traveled a lot like you used to, then I would microwave plastic. Because if the choice is, are you getting your nutrients, are you getting your macros or not, then you're going to microwave the plastic. But if you're me and you work from home, there's no reason to me for me to do that. Like if you're carrying around, because I had that, that Pyrex and stuff, that stuff is heavy. You can't yeah. be carrying that with you. No, and you can't put it in your car. You're right. right. Dude. You'll break. Right. Exactly. And, and the red food coloring thing, I, I drink an occasional like monster energy drink or something like that that has it. But you, yeah, you shouldn't be drinking three or four of those a day anyway. So it's another kind of thing where it, it, I don't have an issue with it. I'm, I'm not concerned about it at all. I think there's mostly, most of that stuff is hysteria about it, but focus on that stuff way, 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 way down the list of other priorities. Yeah. So two more questions or maybe three. Um, and this is a good question too. It says, I'm, I'm sorry, my, I've got the spinning beach ball on my Mac. Um, I would like to know what you two think is the best one can do without testosterone optimization therapy to keep their testosterone levels or slow the decline, meaning an overview of the best natural possibility. So before Mike and I answer, um, to throw a shout out to Alex, Alex wrote an amazing article. It's on my site. It's also on his site. It's the 50 best ways to optimize natural testosterone production. So if you're a guy in your 20s right now, and you go to a doctor and you expect them to write you a script for testosterone, as Mike and I will tell you, it ain't going to happen, okay? Not because you don't need it. You may have a clinical need, but the doctor doesn't want to get sued. He doesn't want to get audited. He doesn't want to lose his medical license, okay? Because if you're under 30, unless you have a serious medical need, meaning a clinical, you know, you have a dysfunction, you have what is called type 1 hypogonadism, you are not going to get a script for testosterone. Okay, so let's just rule that out right now. But bro, my 27-year-old friend has a script. Well, he's lucky and he's probably working with a doctor who's going to get in trouble at some point because it's a massive audit red flag. Trust me, I know this. So what can you do? Okay, you obviously can eat clean. You can eat a lot of high essential fatty acids food. Mike talks about that all the time. There's ways to, you know, eat certain nuts and certain oils. 
which increases arachidonic acid formation in your body, which will also stimulate your natural hormone production. Obviously, we already hit the nail on the head. Avoid all the phytoestrogens. Do not be eating soy-type shit, soy milk, soy drinks, soy, you know. As you know, Mike, everything in the um, in box, boxes and shelf stores pretty much has phytoestrogens in it. Some sort of a soy, pro, you know, product or by protein, uh, protein byproduct. Avoid those. Um, obviously, exercise. Get a lot of natural sunlight um, as much as you can. You know, do sun gazing. Do all these things that stimulate um, natural hormone optimization and function. Um, there's a million other things I'm thinking. Do not, though, be one of those people that think that you can get through Tonkat Ali or fenugreek or what else is there? Horny goat reed. I mean, there's so many absurd you know, testosterone boosting supplements. And as Mike can tell you, they're useless. They're literally zero value. Some of them actually lower your testosterone. So do not go down that pathway, but live a clean life and do everything you can to optimize your natural production. Do you want to add anything to that? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of, this might sound ironic coming from us, but I think a lot of men overemphasize testosterone. Yes. Like, am I 600 or 700 or That's 900 or- yeah, yeah, people really obsess over that kind of stuff. But if you're living a clean life, eating well, getting a bunch of sleep, going to the gym, having some kind of life purpose, whether, because like I said, I've, I've gone literally from normal natural testosterone of 600 to super maximal uh, levels to zero. And that people would say when I was on, zero they'd go oh wow cernovich is like roid raging again look at how aggressive he is i'm like no i literally have no testosterone like right. i have I, I really have none and people yeah so people do tend to overemphasize that it does matter don't get me wrong right but but it's primarily with people who are under 300 that's when it becomes a really really huge issue or i mean anything under 500 is a warning sign yep. And then anything under 400 is like really bad. And that's when you really need to push for, for the doctor. Yeah. Well said. I mean, we, I could go all day on this, you know, when to keep this t tight and surgical, Mike and I know this, right? Like it's completely unrecognized. It's an epidemic globally. And I would say probably for every guy who's over the age of 30 today, 40% have testosterone deficiency and don't know it. And if they went to the doctor to have it diagnosed, the doctor wouldn't know how to diagnose it. And plus the doctor doesn't want to diagnose it right because they want to write you a script for an SSRI. And an erectile dysfunction medication, which, as Mike and I know, is how they get paid. They write those scripts. They get your brain stimulated. Oh, you're depressed. Well, it's not your testosterone. I got to get you on this SSRI. I got to put you on Wellbutrin or whatever. There's 20 of them. Or, oh, you can't get an erection. Oh, you, you can't get it up around your girl? Okay, well, here, take the Cialis Viagra Levitra. That's how they make money. So before you hate on the doctors and say, well, they don't even measure my testosterone, well, of course, a, they don't know how to do it anyway because it's not taught in medical school. And B, they're trying to make money. They got to pay their bills. So they write you scripts for those other two things. So again, you know, we did a podcast before this earlier today. We talked about being proactive, right? You got the internet. Do your homework. Read my book. Send me an email. I literally will send you my book for free, okay? There's so many ways to get this information. Don't go and be a slave to what the doctor tells you because you're not going to get the right stuff. And if you get put on an SSRI and an erectile dysfunction medication, as Mike knows, you become dependent on those. And that's the last thing you want to do. And we all know that the SSRIs cause all kinds of bad things to brain patterning anyway. It's the last thing you ever want to do. I'm not a guy out here saying that they don't help some people because, of course, 
there's always some people that are helped by them and they're obviously not that worthless but for the most part for guys that are suffering for depression who have testosterone deficiency you don't want to go on SSRI um, last question he says uh, it's actually a good question he says what do I say to my doctor for them to prescribe me testosterone so you don't say anything you get your blood work like Mike and I showed six years ago right by going to any of the private medical companies there's private MD labs, there's discountedlabs.com, there's directlabs.com, there's so many of them. Get a coupon, Google search a coupon, and you and I know, Mike, right, you can get literally your sensitive estradiol, your total testosterone and your free testosterone tested for 50 bucks, 50 bucks. No one can say they can't afford that. That's a barrier of entry that even the brokest person can afford. Once you know, then you can proceed to a physician and have an intelligent conversation. Now again, do your homework, okay? read my book, watch the many podcast videos that Mike and I have done in the past on how to read your blood work, okay? Don't come at us and say, oh, bro, I don't even know how to read the lab work. What is this nanograms per decilitre? Don't do that. Just educate yourself. It's very simple. Even if you don't understand the technology or the jargon, you can watch me and Mike say, here it is. This is what this means. So again, educate yourself and then you have the questions. And you know, in the TOT Bible, I literally created a chapter for what questions to vet your TOT doctor, right? So now you can even literally like cut it out or take a screenshot with your phone and go in and say, okay, doc, you know, Jay Campbell said that I need to read all these questions to you. Are you okay with it? And every doctor it's worth his weight and salt already says yes, because they know about the book or they know who I am. So if they're a good doctor, they're gonna say sure. So that's how simple it is today. Again, assuming you're in a first world country and you actually have a physician that will prescribe hormones, um, to get that done. But don't don't go in there like most guys do, right, Mike? They go in there and they're like, talk, I don't feel right, and expect to actually get, you know, A, diagnosed, and B, treated per correctly. Right, and a lot of doctors under insurance won't even order the testosterone test on your physical unless you're yep. a certain age or you give them yep. certain symptoms. So, I, yeah, I get that there's a legitimate um, concern people have how to do it. There's so much disinformation on the internet, people lying, claim, oh, just don't sleep the night before. And <laughs> Oh, man. No, and, and if, if the doctor falls for that, he's going to put you on the once every two week opposite. <laughs> right. One You're going to feel worse, actually. Yeah. They're, but, yeah, the number one thing is you get your disorder free and total test. Yep levels and then yep. you bring and then you bring pay the 50 bucks and then you bring that into the doctor yep. and you show it to the doctor and then he'll order more labs a full workup yep. and then you go from there now there are doctors who are depending on the city i i always tell people just if you if you're having that much trouble just go to vegas and go to an anti-aging clinic yep and or there are some in or west Miami. yeah well, yep. yeah go find an anti-aging clinic go get your blood work done and go there too rather than fight through your doctor and everything. And then people, of course, tell me a hundred reasons why they can't do that. And I'm like, look, I don't, you know, I don't have time for this. So, Mike, it doesn't go into my yeah. copay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, fine, then okay, then, then there's no solution, right? Then you're just you're screwed, sorry for you. Yeah, you either, if you have, and, and most doctors, unless you're under, even if you get a prescription from a ordinary doctor, like, God help you, oh. you know, you're, I mean, you're, it's going to be like an uphill battle all the time. So I would find a doctor on Yelp or some other review site yeah, and do my absolutely. homework and find out one who is not ignorant about these issues and then go to, go see that doctor. And if you're really having troubles, go find the anti-aging clinic. Yeah. And you know, it's good. I'm glad you said all that. People ask me all the time, Jay, you've been in this game now for five years. 
you're the name, you're the guy. Why have you not created a referral you know, site? Because I own, as Mike knows, I own all the domains. I own TRT Doctors, I own TOT Doctors, I own so many different domains that we bought you know, with Carrie five years ago. And I haven't done it because there are still, to this day, not enough doctors that I will put my reputation on the line to send people to. Because Mike, you know what happens when you start sending people to doctors that don't know what the fuck you're doing, you're toast. Right. So it's like, I'm not going to do that and put my name out there. So it'll come. And eventually. Then you become, and then you become a customer service agent. Exactly. I went to this doctor. It's like, okay, I'm not your customer service agent. I'm not getting paid to do this. You know, Jay, you recommended yeah. him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it becomes endless, endless, endless frustration because well, then I called him. He didn't call me back. Oh. So, okay, bro. Yeah. And, and that's really unfortunate. And by the way, that's why you have a paid member group. I have a paid member group. Exactly. People like exactly. that can ask me anything. Okay. Here's the person, right? But the kind of people who want things for free are going to be the ones that are just going to really complicate your life. So yeah, join a, join a mastermind group, join a networking group. And then you can find out who's legit and who's not. Mike, remember when you told me four years ago, you literally told me four years ago, like, bro, we can't get into business with the doctors. It's a race to the bottom. Right. It's the truth. Mike just said it. They, most of them will not even send you an email. They don't have automation in their practices. Okay. They're not the best business people. They're not using the online you know, arena in a way that they need to. Is there a need for it? Yes. Should somebody come out there and involve themselves and come to me and Mike and say, hey, I got a solution? If you do, we'll build a huge business for you guys and make you a lot of money because we have the brands to do it, but we don't have the technology because the doctors don't understand it. So if you're one of those guys and you're watching this podcast and you're like, hey, I have an idea, then send us an email. Here's the last question. And this is good. We'll end the show with this one. It says, I see that Jay suggests AI inhibitors. So AI is for everybody who doesn't understand is an aromatase inhibitor medication. It's used to block or inhibit estrogen in men utilizing therapeutic testosterone. It's actually, though, a women's breast cancer drug that somehow infiltrated 10 years ago into, quote unquote, both bodybuilding and the clinical community, which are two separate things. Um, he says... He says, I see that Jay is now saying the AI inhibitors are not good to use. Then how do you prevent gyno? So gyno is gynecomastia, right? Sensitive breast lump tissue that grows that people think is from hormones. I'm going to get to that in a second. It says, I've had the surgery. This is sad, by the way. I've had the surgery three times and I don't want it again. Okay. So real quick, gynecomastia, which again is an enlargement of glandular tissue in men's breast, is genetic. Okay. I went through a huge long-term webinar a 90-minute webinar with Dr. Anthony J. He codes for the gyno gene, okay? I had, I'm very open about this, I had a form of gynecomastia in 2015 after being on testosterone for 14 years working with a doctor. It came out of nowhere, and I didn't know even at that time it was genetic. And I worked with Dr. Joseph Cruz, which is down by Mike. Um, he's in Costa Mesa. Actually, I think he's in uh, Newport Beach, technically. It's right on the border. And he removed the surgery. He's the world's number one gyno surgeon. He's done more than 3,000 gynecomastia surgeries. Brilliant. Great guy. Chapter 11 in the TOT Bible is about gynecomastia. It's about him. It's everything you want to know. But even then, I still didn't know that it was DNA because we didn't go into that deep. So, you know, Anthony last year taught me this. So, the thing is, is all these guys, Mike, who think that using an AI or CERN, which is a selective estrogen receptor modulator like a Novadex, and there's other ones, Raloxetine. They think that by you know, using these drugs, they're going to block their gyno. No. 
Your gyno is always going to be there because you have a genetic predisposition to it. Can testosterone cause it? Of course. Can insulin, cortisol, stress, IGF-1 from using peptides, using growth hormone, or not growth hormone, but what is the, um, the what are those things, SARMs, all these guys are into SARMs. Any of these things can stimulate or exacerbate a ex genetic expression or a flare is what they call of the gyno. So this is real next level stuff I'm dropping right now, right? But the bottom line is, is none of those drugs are going to do anything but band-aid the condition. And a lot of guys in the bro world, the bodybuilding world, come at me all the time about this. You know, and I did a podcast and I highly recommend you watch it with Dave Palumbo. And we talked about this and Dave was kind of, you know, blown away too, because again, even at the highest levels, Dave's a really smart guy. He didn't even know that it was genetic. You know, he's been in the bodybuilding world for 30 years, you know, and he's like, wow, I had no idea. So it's like, this is really next level stuff. So if you have gyno, guess what? You got to get it cut out. There is no removal by using drugs. Sure, you can mask it. Guys will come at us, Mike, and they'll be like, yeah, but bro, if I use 50 grams of Novodex, man, I, my nipple is fine. But if as soon as I stop taking it, it flares. Well, dude. You don't want to be blocking your estrogen. I'm not going to have that conversation here today, but you got to get it cut out. Otherwise, you're always going to be on those drugs. And being on those drugs is bad news long term. Why? Because when you suppress estrogen, okay, and remember, testosterone aromatizes into estrogen. When you block estrogen, you lose the, the protection that is conferred by having estrogen. Men need estrogen just as much as women do. And especially when you're on therapeutic testosterone, you are going to have all kinds of brain issues. You're going to have bone mineral density issues. You're going to have ligament and tendon issues. So many other things go bad when you block estrogen. So there's a, you know, an amazing um, um, lecture that I just attended in Miami over the weekend on the dangers of blocking estrogen in men on therapeutic testosterone by Dr. Robert Komenarik. He has been kind enough to tell me that he wants to do it for the public. So him and I are gonna do a webinar about it in the next probably month to two, two to three weeks. So Mike and I will have much more about that when it's available, but men out there using testosterone who are blocking their estrogen are causing harm to themselves. It's that simple. Yeah, and, and as the genetic issue, I never had any problem at all, ever, exactly. period. And, and I did, was whatever, reckless or yep. never had an issue. But then I know people like if you go in enough gyms, who never did anything and they have the, the yeah, point. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And, and, and it'll come, you know, as Dr. Cruz will tell you, if you're, by the way, he says 64% of everybody is predisposed. Mm -hmm. So you will have it right in, in puberty. Some guys even have it pre-puberty. Some guys have it happen when they're 60 years old out of nowhere, just boom, it hits in both nipples and they got to get it cut out. So if you do have it, don't use these drugs to block it because even if you block it, you're creating issues by blocking your estrogen. Just see a surgeon do the right thing, get it cut out. Oh, I'm broke, bro. I can't pay four grand to have my nipple removal. Set up a payment plan, bro. Because if you don't, it's going to be painful and you're never going to take your shirt off and you're going to be, you know, it's going to be, you're going to be conscious about it or, or you know, psychologically depressed about it. Great. And for more information, they can go to all your site. Your book has all this info. Yep. TOTrevolution.com. Always, you can send me an email. Just hit contact at TRTrevolution.com and one of the team will send you guys the book. Perfect. Jay Campbell signing off.